90. And from now for the next three hours, it's going to be on a steady climb, it seems like. Jesus. Out here, it's like once it starts getting hot, it just keeps rolling like a freight train. I mean, that's like, what, once every two dozen years? It doesn't get like that there, does it? Mm. Or does it? I don't know about you, buddy. Where I'm at, it does. I mean, we got several weeks, 100 plus usually a year. Oh, I thought like, you were like up in the, not in the mountains, but I thought you were. In J- Jason's pretty much California. If you don't. Yeah, oh, we're almost look on California. A map, he's California. Okay. <laughs> Here's California. Here's Jason. <laughs> we're, we're like the first place all the Californians stop and think, wow, this is a nice place to screw up. <laughs> <laughs> Except yeah. for the dog hunters. They're good. They're they're yeah. all right. Any of them can come here, I guess. Yeah. What the hell? Are, yeah, are we recording? I, we are. We are. <laughs> well, good. We already started. Making then California I, jokes. We, we're, we're irritating all the California guys. We should clarify. Northern California. <laughs> like, they're okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll North take the, different. The, yeah, exactly. There should be two Californias. Yeah. I mean, they got North and South Carolina, North and South Dakota. I mean, why Bingo. couldn't they have done that with that stupid state? Even it's that state of Jefferson. We, even we Garmin, need that state of Jefferson. Even Garmin breaks up their maps in north and south in California, <laughs> yeah. right? You got North California maps and South Carolina. They even segregate. They treat those guys differently. Oh, that's true. Has, has anybody ever seen a South California map on the on the Onyx maps to even see? I mean, are they are they better? Do they treat just got a bunch of worse? names. I, of, I'd like. I think it's just names of Hollywood stars. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Just people. Like, Walk of Fame. Like Bruce Willis section, you know, Clark Gable, Bob Hope, some of the old, you know, like the there national. Yeah, it's, all na- it's all named after Hollywood. It's, it's probably getting blank now. They got these spaces where everybody's just leaving. And, you know, now <laughs> they're all, they're they're all moving go to, to Texas. They're all moving yeah. to Bozeman. Yeah. And Texas. Yeah. Uh, you've been Bozeman, in Bozeman lately? Idaho. <laughs> I was in Bozeman a year ago in the spring, so a little over a year ago, and yeah. it was so gross because it's a little old town with little bungalows, you know, like kind of like where I grew up, just little all streets on a grid, all little modest houses, and about every third or fourth one will be two lots knocked down in a three-story glass house, like, <laughs> and it, it looks like a wart sticking up there <laughs> you know so that the money's just there buying it some streets have five of them some streets only have one it's really weird looking i mean i'm talking yeah. about the old neighborhood yeah I, I went uh i just got back from my my wife's sister's there in bozeman and it's it's such a weird place because there's there's a lot of outdoor companies there like you're driving yeah. down and it's like oh there's you know stone Whatever the backpack Stone company Glacier. is, or, you know, Sitka. Yeah, Stone Glacier, Sitka, yeah. um, FHF. I seen FHF. You know, it's just all these different companies that you know, mediator, of course. Right. And, but man, if you go downtown, it's like yuppie. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's all like, oh. oh, I guarantee it. Without it's irritating as, people, I'm like, it's man, as, it's as blue as blue could be. You know, I mean they yeah. they've choked they've choked yeah. out the residents out of Bozeman. Um. I mean, it's I like get, Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have those problems out on the West Coast, do you? No. Oh yeah, no. you're breaking up, Ron. I can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> oh man. 
Okay. I, I'm trying to find a spot between Bozeman and me that isn't that like on a map. I'm like, because I'm like, I want good public land. That's the thing about here is we got so much public land. I mean, I, I can go hunt for days and just days, not touch the yeah. same ground. We have yeah. so much ground. You know, and I look at, you know, like I'm all, everywhere I go, like Bozeman, I was looking, I was like, man, you know, this. The town I couldn't live in, but there's other cities and stuff like that. But I look for public ground, and it's just so – it's hard. I mean, I, I just wish we could change the – I wish the politics weren't here because I love yeah. this place. I love the ground. I love the climate. Yeah. For the most part, like you said, it's not too hot. You know, we have, we have a couple hot days, but – Yeah. But it's it was like, the man, biggest the town. The climate here is really good. I don't even know what's the big town by you. For, for me? Yeah. It's all over the news. Portland, Oregon, really. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. My, it's not like I have a good memory. So yeah, Portland. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. Um, I mean, it's great if you're homeless. I remember when. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every time I drive through there, it's like the homeless city within the city is growing, and I come through at like two in the morning usually. So that's like zombie land coming through Portland. Well, you remember I get into the airport. Luckily, the airport's north, and so I get into the. It's like. Locked and loaded, get in the airport, <laughs> drop off, hot drop, <laughs> get the hell out of there, get back on the other side of the river. It's you know, getting rough. You remember the Statue of Liberty? You know, there's a sign that says, give us your weak, your tired, your poor. Portland's got one that says, give us your homeless. <laughs> 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 but it's crazy because I remember when we took um, Clay up there and you look down like you can practically see Portland from where we were hunting them. Right, buddy. Wasn't that Portland we could see? Uh, I don't think so. I think you've seen Vancouver. I'd have to. That's all the same, isn't it? I mean, like they're. Yeah, but I mean, it'd be a little more smoke out of Portland, like black yeah. smoke, you know, <laughs> burn pits in the in the homeless camps, and you know, much more <laughs> trash laying around. He's just RVs yeah. that don't run. That. Oh yeah. God. So, but no, we yeah. can see over there. I don't know. I, I, I joke, Ron. I said, I saw I, Battlegrounds kind of like the next town for me that has a Walmart. It has a, what we call Fred Myers, which is like a grocery store. Myers I don't know. You know, it has groceries and, you know, like a sporting goods little section and a home goods yeah. section. You know, it's kind of like all in one store. Yeah. Um, it, and then there's some small shops. That's Battleground. I always joke, I don't like going south of Battleground. Like if I, if I got to go south Amen. of Battleground, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at shipping. What's the shipping cost to get to me? <laughs> right, right. Even if it's even if it's something that you don't want to ship, it's just like, well, I don't have to drive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't have to, if, driving through Portland is is definitely a yeah. It's not a it's 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 a Debbie Downer. What, what town are you close to? Or is well, there towns the, up there? Yeah, yeah. The closest town I'm close to is Muskegon, Michigan, which is it's no shining star, but it's it's an old foundry town on, on Lake Michigan and mm -hmm. it's slowly getting a little gentrified like old factories turning into condos and, uh, but there's still like such a, it's still never pulling in people. You know what I mean? It's, it's just on a slow, slow roll. You know, it's just right. anything they put down there is actually good because 
it's like somewhere that my wife and I can go to have a beer or go have a snack. You know, they'll have a new restaurant once in a while. That's how it starts, Ron. You be careful. <laughs> I know. I know. You know rapidly starts, accelerates. Okay. Yeah. Then you go to this Pigeon Hill Brewery and all of a sudden they got a new restaurant and all that shit. So, buddy, are you familiar with how uh, Michiganders show where they're located in the state? Like the hand trick. Like that's no. a thing, right, Ron? Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. 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 So, so that's. That's the mitten. It's a thing. Yeah. The, the right. viewers can't see this, but hold your hand up. Yeah. The listeners. And where you point on your hand, you got the thumb of Michigan. So right. you can identify where in the state you're from. Right. right? Like yeah. I'm old skier. Okay. So that makes total sense to me. Right. Right. We go out the other night to this, like we're right on the Rogue River. So Morrison's Lodge is like a long standing. They got a bunch of cabins and they do dinner and they got a bar. So I get talking with the bartender. And she was from Michigan. And I said, oh, what part? And she didn't even say the name. She just holds her hand up and she points. Yep. And I'm like, okay, she really is from Michigan, A. And I knew she was by her accent anyway. But I said, oh, I've got a bunch of family from like right down here. Yeah. She says, oh, yeah, that's a bad part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to. But that's like Michigan or stuff people don't know. This, this is where your love line and your marriage line meet. That's not that's not a good spot. That's that's bad. <laughs> you stay away from that area, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's uh, funny. How's the dog treating you, buddy? How's your don't you what you got a new dog, right? Relatively new dog? I got that that Brittany pup. Yeah. Um, How old is it now? She's got to be just coming on two. She's okay. I think I think she's coming on two. She we took her hunting last year, like the end of season. We we well, I say hunting, but it's one of those game preserves where where you uh, yeah the pay, birds pay for the birds first. Yeah, <laughs> and then they they yep. go drive out ahead of you and put the birds in. It's like how many birds would you like? And you're thinking, well, you know. And we started with I don't know if we did five the first time or ten. Yeah, and I was. To our listeners probably heard this. I I kind of liken it like she she treated it like a video game. Like you ever story. seen like the little duck you know duck hunting game where it's like ding ding and all the ducks fly out. That's what she did. She pretty much ran through the course as fast as she could, and bing bing bing. And I'm thinking twenty five dollars, thirty five, fifty dollars, seventy five dollars, a hundred dollars. I'm like holy shit. Hey, the way well, I was five hundred sixty. Exactly. <laughs> So I told her, she comes back with her tongue hanging down, like, I found him, Dad. Go get some more. You know? Jesus Christ. It's like quarters at the arcade with your kids. Mm. So have you seen any pointing out of it eventually? I oh, hope. yeah. By the end of it, she was doing awesome. But like okay. I said, that, that first time, and I, and I knew I was in for a, a, a treat because I was just like, okay, this is, this is either going to go really good or really bad. And... I've told everybody I'm I'm gonna I hunt the hounds, you know, and if I got this bird dog, it's gonna be to play. And it was it was a ton of fun. I, I actually had a lot of fun. And thank God she has a lot of natural ability because I don't have the patience to to do Train. all the you know, yeah. the feather and you know, fishing line and you know, fishing pole and feather and all that stuff that you should yeah. do. And I highly encourage you. Like if that's what you want to do for me, I'm just like, yeah, let's just roll. The it just gets a little more expensive that way, Ron. <laughs> just, you know, yeah. if you're going to do it my way, you, you better bring some $25 bills. That's all I'm going to say is because you're going to burn yeah. some, some birds up. So but, yeah, you don't even have, like, you've got mountain quail, right? Probably. But if you end up going to mountains, you probably take your hounds up there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. So we got forest grouse 
And yeah, but that's I'd not love to be able to get her to work yeah. forest grouse. That's tough. I mean, are you the talking hounds like, would just buff them. Yeah. What about are these the sooty or the blue grouse or the dusky grouse or you're talking spruce grouse or do you know? Uh, rough, rough grouse. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, like, no, yeah. Especially if they're not hunted a lot, if you can get her into some rough grouse, that 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 should get her some. Actually, teach her a little manners too. If she starts crowding them, they if if they've had hunting pressure, they're challenged. Give her a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. No. For the most part, we just drive around the roads, and I see them, and I just kick her out. <laughs> it's like roading. I'm like, hey, go point that one. I'm going to shoot it either way. Either. <laughs> we just sluice them off the road, you know. So, but we did some from pheasant, and then we did some quail last deer season over on the east side of the state, and mm-hmm. uh, we had another dog that she was behind, and you know she she picks it up. Like I said, she she's natural enough, right? That um, you know. You got to let it go through the failures of, of flushing one off, and and I, I would, yeah. I would uh, correct her. You know, if there was two types of correction drawn, one was when she flew out and busted that bird out of there, she yeah. got a, a stimulation. You know, what I mean, that was a a shock. <laughs> you know what I mean? She, <laughs> when I called her back, I was like, "Yeah, we're shocking." But then there was another stimulation. It was like more of a tone vibrate stimulation when I missed. <laughs> when I missed the bird, I'm like, "My bad, my bad." <laughs> <laughs> you do got to come back. You, you, uh, you know, you could have a free copy of the Upland Institute. You might want to just do a couple, a couple of those drills. Just I, maybe two, maybe just two. two just just try two. something. I should probably watch that, Ron. I mean, but I just got two. There was two stimulations. Luckily, Garmin has vibrate and it has stem, so I, I was able to, you know, the 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 vibrate was. I screwed up. the The stem was she screwed up. So we had two methods of recall. It was like, hey, come back here. One yeah. of them you can chew me out. The other one I can chew you out. So we we kind of cussed each other throughout the whole day. It was it was it was a good time, man. Oh yeah, I bet you she had a ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's oh. like not knowing when your old man's gonna swat you in the back of the head. <laughs> he deserved it either way. <laughs> You're, I mean, it's yeah, just timing. You probably deserved it, but you just didn't know when it was coming. <laughs> you didn't right. know what was for. Mm-hmm. Oh, we chased some of them birds. I mean, I, I swear I was on a mission. Because at some point, you know, with the wife and the kids, some of it was the kids. We had the kids there in front of us. And so you had a lot of moving pieces. You had young kids yeah. with guns. And so um, some of that was having and a new dog you know what i mean so yeah there's a ton of pressure in trying to get a kid to shoot a shotgun over a dog with a dog that doesn't <laughs> quite point that great you right. know, she's she's gonna hold okay and then trying to get it to flush in the right spot so there was just so many moving pieces it was a ton of fun i enjoyed it um but it you know i i could see where going with a, a trained dog would be awesome if it was rock solid and stuff like that but boy we chased those grouse all over and we were 500 yards and i'm i'm like wanting some dinner out of this deal because i'm like dude we got i think we five thousand dollars dinner (laughs) it wasn't that much but it was close i mean it was it was over a grand i mean it was like you know we did a couple 10 bird releases it was the end of the season and for training you couldn't get any better to just put them on bird after bird after bird yeah and screw up and then be able to go to another bird yeah you know that that part alone was worth every bit of it but Deep down, you're like, I want some dinners out of this shit. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to justify it. Yeah. 
well, five hundred dollar dinner. I'm like, oh, I got two birds for five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's not it, the math is not real good on that. You could have probably. Yeah, I think uh, that's hunting in general. Just don't do the math. We justify it like, oh yeah, you don't have to buy meat. You don't have to do this. That venison costs about a hundred dollars a pound by the time you're done with it. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's if you got them in your backyard. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we're not all lucky like you. You probably got twenty of them out there right now if you're in Michigan. Well, there, yeah, I, I should probably shoot. I only shoot a deer once every in a blue moon, but my wife doesn't want to eat venison. It's like she'll eat bird, she'll eat fish, and she's like, I don't, I don't like venison. I'm like, well, why? You know, right. why? I mean, like, tell me, she, oh, it's gamey. I'm like, she, she, how do you know if you never tried it? You know, <laughs> right? It, it, talking politics or venison with her is just pointless. It's just pointless. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't yeah. even it, now. I have beef, and I'm like, holy cow! Like the whole, I, I, it tastes weird to me. It tastes different to me now. Beef, like I still like a good steak once in a while, but yeah, I, we've just been so lucky to have deer and elk, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, get used to that. So you get ruined. Uh, uh, so you guys, anyways, you guys, we. Oh, I was gonna say, do go you, ahead. Do you eat any bear meat on occasion? Do you get any bear meat? I do. I'm hearing about it because I'm down to my last 10 pounds and my kids are like, dad, you're on a dry spell. We're running <laughs> out of bear meat because it's, it's actually a staple at our house. We, we eat a lot of bear when we have it. Mm. Just curious. I, uh, buddy, probably not so much. <laughs> I killed a bear back. Oh, I don't even know. A long, a long time ago before I got dogs. The bear is actually kind of what tied me into the dogs a little bit. I had to bear to taxidermy and the taxidermist. Um, who's referred me to, you know, I, I got a hound while I had that, that bear and the taxidermy. Anyways, um, that was, gosh, that'd be 20 years ago. I don't kid. know. Um, yeah, it was, it was some stories about that bear, <laughs> but I didn't, uh, I didn't prepare that meat as well as I should have, you know, Ron, I, I, I killed that bear about three thirty in the afternoon and uh, it was it was deer season, so it was October, early October or mid October. Yeah. And I field dressed it, and uh, I was like, uh, "I'll make a phone call, and we could get a you know." I shouldn't say this. Statue of limitations is over, but I was like, "We can get back in here. We get a quad down in here. We can get that bear on a quad. And we get that shit out." So we we came out of there, and I was worried somebody's going to steal the bear, and so I shoved that thing underneath a, a, a stump. You know what I mean? To try and hide it. Because yeah. I, I didn't want to be seen for the road. And not thinking, I mean, what do you do when you, you kill me? I mean, I was like, and I've killed deer before. I, I, I should have known better, but it just didn't comprehend to me. Yeah, I need to let that air out and get that meat cool. And when yeah. you kill a big bear, you know, that one was like 350, worse. you know, 340, you know, somewhere in there. It was, it was over 300. I mean, it wasn't a 400-pound bear. It, it, was, it was a good it was bear. bear. You know, 375, somewhere in there. It was... It was you know, with the guts and everything, I should have had that thing. I should have just, I should have taken the hide off that and hung the meat up. And, yeah. and you know, today that's what I would have done. I would have been like, yeah, but as a kid, I mean, you, you smoke a big animal like that and you try you, me and Mike, I mean, we're just, we didn't have any ass. You know, I mean, we didn't have any ass to speak of right now. I got a little bit of weight I could throw around back then. <laughs> you, you try and pick a leg up and try and roll its head over and you're like, holy cow, this thing is just massive. Yeah. So we hit it so nobody would see us. And by the time we got out, 
into cell phone service, made a phone call, got the quad up there, went back up there. Um, we got it out of there, and I think we got it, we had it hanging by two thirty in the mornings when we got home, and uh, it had already started to go bone sour, you know. So Yo. we got it to the meat shop. So, so my bear, the meat that I recall, I didn't enjoy because I, I could only save a little bit of it, and even that little bit still had a tainted taste to it, Ugh. and um, the hair didn't start it was just starting to slip but it didn't slip so i I was able to do a shoulder mount on it but yeah um, yeah that's my bear story and so i don't know if my story is a little bit tainted because i didn't handle the meat right bears are tough i mean there's days we won't even bear hunt down here because it's so hot if you killed one you could not get it out to the truck fast enough to not spoil yeah like i cut like instantly get the hide off of it didn't i think you told me you cut the hams on, on have, one yeah. not on that bear i've only killed one bear but that the the meat cutter told me he said just slice those hams and yep. get to that bone so you can see on an elk i'll do the same thing if i if i kill early season elk that rear quarter i'll slice all the way down to the bone so i can get because they like, said that like the bone sour butterfly. comes yeah yep, butterfly exactly yeah. he's like it ain't gonna you're not going to mess up a, a good butcher. You know, a good butcher can, is still going to get steaks and all that he wants out. But he says, just slice it down, get that bone exposed. And if you have to, you know, pack ice in there or whatever, because that's <laughs> right. where it happens. They call it bone sour. And mm-hmm. it starts at the bone. So if you can get the bone, you know, on those big hams, on those elk, yeah. on those big bears, slice down so you can see that joint you know whatever that joint is most elk now i just quarter you know so by the time i quarter it off you know i'll leave the hair on if i'm if it's november or whatever if it if it's september i might you know even take all the hair off or whatever Mm -hmm. and i may or may not slice it down it all depends on if i can get to a truck and get home i had one september and elk that uh i had to hang for three days and so i would make sure that i definitely got it cooled down that way so yeah i i think it would be prudent to do just about any season, really. I mean, cooler, faster, faster, right? I mean, no matter what. I mean, yep. if it was sub-zero, mm-hmm. yeah. But if if you want that to be like yeah. premium, yeah, I would just say it's probably not a bad idea to ever do with any big animal on the back legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I if, would, I, if we, I get an elk, especially an elk's got so much meat, I, I normally, you know. And, and watching a bear like that go to waste, I mean, it – it is gut wrenching to watch a big yeah. animal and lose that much meat. It's yeah. I mean, it's, it's still, I mean, it's to this day, I don't want a bear. You know what I mean? I, I, I think about, man, maybe I should go out and try and kill a bear sometime. I, there's two things I don't like about bear. Number one, you got to skin them damn bastards and they are nasty to skin. Greasy. Like, <laughs> greasy. And you're, I already don't like the heat. So you know, <laughs> hunting in August and, and going That's thinking horrible. about having a bear with a bunch of bees around me and all that shit. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> What about this doesn't sound fun, but, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know. I, once, I should. We do you do any bear hunting, or do you, Ron, or you? I, I've done, I've shot, let's see, I shot three bears in my life. So the first one was up in Canada, uh, a contractor, uh, or the superintendent of a job site. He had a lot of money, and he took me and five people up to Canada. So it was you know, over a bait barrel. And I had never seen a black bear with my own eyes. Never. And I, and, and all they do is they, in the afternoon, they take you out and drop you off on trails. 
tell you to walk down the trail. You'll see if, if you want a ground blind or a tree blind and there's going to be, you know, like 55 gallon drums of whatever candy, right? whatever. And I told him, I said, well, how am I going to know what a good bear is? And he says, well, if his back, if his back is taller than the barrel, <laughs> and he said, that's, that's a good bear. He didn't tell me the barrel shouldn't be laying on its side. <laughs> so my pertinent my, information very pertinent information and <laughs> so i literally dragged that out by myself about a mile to the road and waited for him to come pick me up and i just felt i was like Ugh. you know because it, it wasn't with a mama but you know what i'm saying it's a 110 pound bear what is that two and a half year old bear yeah you know and yeah I, I was all excited. I was like, huh, what am I going to make a bath mat out of it? You know, and <laughs> a slipper, you make a slipper yeah. too. Well, two slippers, you know, <laughs> and then like fast forward. Um, oh, well, on that same note, as long as we're just bullshitting. So buddy of mine wanted to hunt with a bow out of a tree. And so they had him in the spot and he comes in the lodge that night at night with his guide and he's got his arrow. You know, he's holding the arrow up and he, he's like, blah, blah, blah. it's all bloody, right? Got yeah. a big grin on his face and he gut shot it or maybe a little liver or something. We don't know, right? But he didn't want to go. I mean, we're up in Canada and there's these, it was almost like a, it's like a popple slashing. It's like a, the stem density was crazy on this, this new growth, right? Yeah. And Bear just ran into it. He never heard it moan or anything. The guide came and got him. So we all went back in the morning to look for his bear. And when we found the bear, the whole chest cavity was completely tore open by a bigger bear. Like, oh, man. And, and this was a pretty, this was probably a 250-pound bear, I guess. You know, not yeah. huge, but most people would be happy with it. And average, at least, if not. I, yeah, and I could not. And the reason, well, the guide told us, um, on the basically on the crotch of the bear was a whole bunch of other of the other bear's shit. So he literally stood over this other bear, (laughs) ate open its rib cage, ate all the soft tissue, and probably ate until he had a shit. I guess (laughs) I I don't know. Have you ever seen that, buddy or uh, Jason? I mean. You see a lot of bears. Not, you ever see a bear? Not quite like that. I've seen them eat other bears, you know, like, because I bone them out usually. You know, okay. I'll just skin them out, and then I don't have to worry about spoiling. Right. And out here, you can buy two tags. You can get an additional. So if they're on, they're usually on the feed, and you can go back and probably see one the next day. Yeah. I've gone back in, and a carcass be gone, and there's just bloody stools all over the place, and you know there's a monster boar in the area. Oh, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. yeah it's pretty crazy if you get in a spot where they got big boars moving through i mean a deer is one thing they'll eat a deer in a sitting but if you see them eating another bear it, like it's almost guaranteed at least in my experience it's a big yeah. boar and well, it's proven true you know yeah. checking trail cam picks or whatever well this guy told us um he, you know he told us another bear ate it and we're like Jesus, you know, I thought maybe it was coyotes or something, but he he pointed out the fact that there was all this shit, you know, bear shit, like basically laying on yeah. the crotch of the other bear and on the ground. 
And so when we took it back, we, we, I think he kept the shoulder meat. I don't even think he tried to keep the hand, you know, cause it was, it was pretty it's warm out, but we, yeah. he, I think he kept the tenderloins and the front shoulders. They were still in good shape and maybe the neck. And well, when we skinned it, the, this is the Sherlock Holmes, uh, <laughs> post, what would you call post mortified detective work. So he wounded that bear and this other bear finished it off because oh. when we skinned it, huge canine holes all in the neck muscle and the base of the skull that only a bigger bear could have grabbed him. And, and he, we also found when we got closer to that bear, all these like, and I'm telling you, like five foot sapling sticking up just no bigger than your finger right it barely enough yeah it snowed they'd have been all bent over and when we got closer to that bear there was blood on the leaves all up here you oh, know like oh up. wow and so shaking what, or something well from what the guide thinks was he found that bear or maybe the bear was moaning or maybe it was dead but grabbed it by the neck and if he grabbed it by the neck he wouldn't have had this many punctures in it you know i think he i think he finished it off but then started dragging it away from where he found it. So when he was dragging it, they were it was just like mowing over these saplings. Just and yeah, of course um, by morning, you know, this, they sprang back up again. Of course, because like I said, there was blood at eye level for about fifty yards, and then we found the bear. And I did not. Re I like to that day. I was like, I did not know a bear would eat another bear. And then that, just that's the bad just, ones. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I went up with Steve Ranella before he became Steve Ranella when he was writing an article for Field and Stream. Yeah. And I went up to his cabin and it was over the counter still back in, in Prince of Wales Island at the time. So he said, I need you to come up and take pictures for me for an article I'm doing. But he said, you might as well get a bear tag. If we see a lot of bear, you might as well shoot a bear. And so that one I shot a nice, nice. It was right out of hibernation. But a nice coat. It was a six and a half foot rug. So it was a nice bear. Nice. Um, but then fast forward to this June, I went back up. We got tags. We put in for them three years ago and COVID shut it down and they gave us a tag back for 2022. And I went back out with Steve Ranella, The And I, I'll, I'll leave all the gory details out of it. But it was between him with binoculars and me with a rifle scope. The bear was very similar to my first bear. <laughs> mm. And we were just, he literally said, never again. I, I am not guiding anybody. He says, I cannot believe it. Well, I'm talking him out of stuff. He's talking me into it, you know? <laughs> and oh. I said, well, I thought if they were kind of leggy, they're not big. He says, yeah, but he walks like an old bear. You know, he was saying they, yeah, they kind of yeah. walk like, oh, <laughs> I, I know that yeah. feeling, man. Like, ah, oh, it looks, that looks. We like, call that ground shrinkage around yeah. here. Well, this thing ground shrink, like you put it in a dryer. <laughs> and I, I can tell you, Ron, a, a big porcupine looks like a big bear in the dark light. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, Holy I forgot shit. that. It's got no legs, man. That thing's got to be freaking huge. I mean, it's, it's, it looks small, but I mean, when you're looking at an animal and you lose that light that, you know, especially through optics or whatever. Yeah. And your mind 
it's it's a weird your, thing. Like your, your mind, mind plays tricks on me. It's you're just looking filled. at legs. You're looking at ears. You're looking at things like that to identify yep. what a big bear is. And then when you can't get the perspective that it's a bush next to it, you're like, I mean, like I said, a porcupine looks like a big bear. When you're like, what the hell? I can fit, the way I can it walks, that. it woggles. I'm like, oh, yeah, um, it's waddling. It's I had, yeah. I had well, a I had a rifle elk tag. Uh, so I talking about shooting. So I had this rifle elk tag. It was during the rut, September. It's a five day hunt, and I had Matt, who used to work with me. He was up there, and he was kind of I don't want to say guiding me, but we were hunting together, and and he had known the area a little bit. And so we were we were going, and we had this bull just screaming at us, and and we couldn't get get him, couldn't get on him, and, I'm, and we're looking at the maps, and we're like, I bet you if we come out of here, so we hiked. It was basically a mile and a half back to a truck. Drove oh. around 20 minutes to a different angle to come in another mile on a different road and try to get in front. So basically, we wrapped all the way around it and came in it from a different angle and came head on to it. And uh, you try that thing 99 times, it probably wouldn't work. But this time, it worked. I mean, we were right there. And that thing's screaming, and it's coming right at us. And so we got right in front of it. And uh, he pops out of some reprod, some you know, five, six-year-old Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm right there. I got my rifle scope up, and I I can see him. And uh, we'd already passed a couple small bulls. You know, like I'm talking. Uh, I had any bull, so I could shoot any bull. And the idea for me to pass a legal bull, an illegal elk, is you know that's meat. I'm a meat hunter. <laughs> you know, so when yeah. I see an elk, it's like that's meat. That's done. Is it is it legal? Is it good? so? I'd already passed two legal bulls. One was a two by one, a one by two, and then I had a spike. But because I had this rut tag, I was like, yeah, I wanna. I want a nice bull. Well, I come in and I'm on him and I could see this and I sees the bull coming in there. And my, and my buddy, Matt, he, he's got his binos up and he goes, that's a good bull. <laughs> I shoot. And he goes, but we could do better. <laughs> I was like, okay, well you should start with, we could do better. That's, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a four point. It was a, it was a, a nice bull one. though. It was, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a burn your tag on the first day on that hunt kind of bull. That's, <laughs> I mean, we had, we didn't even turn to pick up. I had my six, my six, uh, six or seven, six, seven, three diesel. We didn't even turn the damn thing off and bulls were bugling off. I mean, it was just insane. Oh, we were in this area and these bulls were going off crazy. It was just, so we had chased a couple. We never got a shot at it and it was an awesome hunt. I don't know. I bet you I probably could have killed it. I mean, I know I could have killed a nicer bull, but right. when he said, that's a good, Boom! That was yeah. all I had to hear. It was just, oh, good. Boom. Oh, okay. That <laughs> done, buddy. That's almost identical to what happened. With he's got the binoculars, and I'm looking through a rifle scope. Yeah. And I'm trying to bring up all the things he said that we're supposed to be looking for. And the last thing I said, I'm I'm watching it. It was only like 150 yards away across a a bit. You know, we're out on the on the coves. You know, you got to. Yeah. They're all coming out of the mountains down to the shore, and we're really propped up nice. Um, cause I'm left-handed and I had a whole rock side to lay on my right side, you know, so I could have sat yeah. there for an hour. Right. So he's up standing above. And every time I say something, he's saying something and he goes, you don't have to take it. I said, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and then the last thing I said, it was almost like you're, that's a nice bull boom. Yeah. I said, now, Steve, now that I'm seeing him, doesn't his head look small? And Steve goes, <laughs> he goes, sometimes the big ones are so big, it makes their head look small. Boom. 
<laughs> I, I heard what I wanted to hear. <laughs> and I heard shoot you. it. I'll never forget. Steve goes, mother. Because he was right up above me. And he goes, yeah, but sometimes their heads make their, their bodies are so big. It makes their head look small. Boom. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Funny. That's Fuck. exactly right. He's like, well, so anyway, yeah. that, that was my, and it was it, good for it was funny. I, I I drew another tag kind of similar to that, and I was actually hunting with Matt. Couldn't go. He had, it was when he didn't work with me anymore, and his dad was out there. So they were razzing me that they're gonna hold my bullets. You know, they're like, <laughs> yeah. take the, like a real you take guy. Buddy out. You, you better hold his bullets ready. and only give him the bullet. You hand him one bullet at a time. Like here you go. Here's a bullet. Hey, there's worse. We have when a, they say, "Yeah, that's a nice one," and you shoot it, and then they say, "Well, I wasn't talking about that one." And you realize what was standing <laughs> forty feet to the right of it. I will tell you, it makes your heart sink a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, I went out with his, and we we ended up killing a six by, and it was my biggest bull. It wasn't a a mature. I would say it was a young six point bull. You know. Uh, yeah, but I mean, anybody who's, which was that was my goal. You know, my goal was to kill a six point, and it was a yeah. six point. But uh, it was funny seeing I'm looking at him through the, the scope this time, and he's coming out and he's chasing some cows. And uh, Matt's dad is over there with the binos, and he's he's watching them, and and I'm trying to wave at him because I'm hiding behind these bushes, you know, or on this hiking trail or whatever. And, and uh, I'm waving at him like thumbs up, thumbs down. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm not going to do this shit twice. You know, y'all make fun of me for three years about shooting the wrong bull. I'm like, I'm getting a thumbs up or a thumbs down before I pull the trigger. That's just <laughs> there's no communication. It's like this is shoot, this is not shoot. And he gave me the thumbs up, so I dumped it right there. It was fun. But I didn't yeah, dump but, it, dump but it, that's it, a, that's a wreck that anybody anybody would want. I mean, if unless you're going for some. Boone or some record if you got six points on an elk camper i mean that's a big that's a big yeah. Set of oh yeah yeah nah, again it's 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 always one of them things you get these tags you know what i mean like you get a nice tag and you've waited dude you, you the whole time the whole part about this nice tag thing is is you're like Oh, this is going to be awesome! I'm going to kill a three, mm -hmm. a three fifty, and maybe a three seventy bull this year. You know, I'm like, oh, so you got months of building yourself up to it, and then what normally happens with me is you get your ass kicked the first two days. <laughs> like you don't see a bull, yep. you don't get a shot. You're like, oh shit, we're still hunting here. You know what I mean? Like this is still, <laughs> like, <laughs> this isn't guaranteed. This isn't right. the 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 zoo. You know, in your mind, you're yeah. like, oh man, it's going to be so awesome because you're doing the research, and then you get out there and you're like, oh yeah, this is not the zoo. You, you still got to work your ass off. And uh, that's where you pull out your license and you start reading. Like, where where am I supposed <laughs> to get this? Hmm. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> right. Well, it's the worst part is it's not like oh, I just drew a good tag. How many years did you wait for that one? Mm -hmm. It wasn't horribly long, was it? But it was still several years. Well, one of those was a hunter ed tag, so I got it. You know, it was a hunter ed drawing, and then uh, the other one I got, I actually drew. So it was the same same season for me to oh. get two rifle rut tags like that. Is wow. I mean, that's a pretty hard. I mean, it's a fifteen year draw probably. I don't right. Know. Mike keeps trying to draw for it. it. It was a hard draw for me to get two of them, get a do over. You know, shoot my four point. <laughs> to I mean, get I was gut wrenching afterwards, and um. But I was, I mean, I was happy. It was my biggest bull at the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it never fails that you get this thing where you're like, uh, I mean, 
you're like, oh man, we're gonna be out there. We're gonna you go with a guide or whatever. You know, you're you're talking about bear camp and they're baiting bears. It's just gonna be easy. And then you get there and it's like, oh yeah, there's still an element of hunting to this thing, and you can yeah. get your. Uh, and guys, that's why I like quick, to bird so. hunt because if you knock a bird down with your shotgun, <laughs> nobody goes, oh, too bad the tail wasn't longer, huh? You know, that's, I, that's a small one, Ron. Look at the yeah, you can yeah. out for a little better bird right there. Right. Yeah. I think right. you know, if we go out west, we'll, we'll see some bigger pheasants if we get out of here a little further. <laughs> no, yeah. No, they're birds. They're they get to be yeah. that big, and that's all they get. I uh, you've never slept, you lost any sleep about shooting a little one on your bird hunting? No, I I felt bad I felt bad shooting one. I could see enough, it was a rooster pheasant, and I I could see enough color on it, but it was a late, late. If they if there's nest gets destroyed before right. they hatch, they'll lay again. And occasionally it even happens again. It would just be like bad luck. By the third time, that hen might only have four or five eggs because she's, you know, she can't produce that many eggs. But she could have a successful nest hatch in August, right? Oh. And oh. It, it happens, just doesn't happen a lot. And I remember bird came up and a guy said, it, and you know, it, when you're out West, you always yell hint. Cause you don't, sometimes the sun's in your eyes. Sometimes you, you don't want anybody mm -hmm. to take a snapshot. So you just yell hen. Everybody's like, hen, hen, hen. So you, well, I heard hen, 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 but I could see the red starting to develop on this bird coming by. Yeah. And my brain didn't go, let it go. My brain went rooster and I dropped it. <laughs> And when I picked it up, it weighed about, you know, 13 ounces. And it was like, oh, you know, uh, you know, but I mean, I still hit it on the wing. I mean, it's, that's the whole idea. <laughs> but, Better than you know, a coyote getting it. Yeah. You don't, you don't have a lot of buyer's remorse. Like typically when you hunt birds in bird season, they're, they may be young of the year, but they're basically the same size, unless you're talking about like a sage grouse. You know, that's I gotcha. that's the only thing that can get bigger and bigger. Like as a male sage grouse gets older, I mean, they don't. First of all, they don't live to be 12 years old. But if you got a male sage grouse that probably is three and a half years old, he's about a six pound bird, and I've heard more. Oh wow! But I had one in my hand, and I was like, oh, oh my. God, that thing <laughs> no is kidding. heavy, you know, and people shoot a lot of four pounders, but, but if you shoot a first of the year, it's three pounds, you know, about the size of a pheasant, you know? Yeah. But yeah, but everything else, forest grouse, quail, by the time they're six months old, they ain't getting no bigger. You know, that, that's it. That's all they are. So, so next you time you go, buddy, just tell them you want the mature ones. Maybe they'll be a little <laughs> slower. Yeah. <laughs> And they'll be worth it. Like then you get more pound for your price. Well, you could have them pluck a couple of wing feathers out for you. They'll fly slower. They go slower. Yeah. There between, you go. Between my shooting, the kids shooting. But you got to do it yeah. evenly. You got to pull two off of each side. Otherwise, they curve. <laughs> yeah, otherwise they it's like a handicap. Right. It's like a boomerang. It just goes out. It comes in. You get a close shot and a far shot, and a close shot and a far shot. Oh shit! <laughs> or you, or you could just do your homework, buddy. You could take advantage of this uh, offer Ron gave you for the Upland Institute. I know. We, we got to talk about that some, Ron. I think that's what mm -hmm. we we're supposed to talk about under. 
you deal with. This has been a long process between well, Ron's it, busy schedule and mine. It's like we finally got her up. So Yeah. So yeah, it's up and running. I was on a website. I gotta I wanna remind me, I gotta ask you something after we get done recording about that. Remind me about equipment. But um yeah, no, I was glad you guys got it up there. And I, you know, it's gonna take it's gonna take some time, but I I we're tickled just to try it because the website does not is not conducive for like interaction for another sales company. You know, you'd have right. to have a third. It, it just we were looking at a lot of things. So, you know, I guess the way it's going to work is if we get an order, you guys call me, I get the, ta- you know, I'll make it up for it unless we see, you know, a few because I'll start talking about it now, too. And um, I will. You know, if if it comes to the point where like somebody had to wait, I'll just get some extra codes up ahead of time, and you guys literally can keep them on a post-it note or who. So you lost me already. What what are so? Uh, well, I'm I'm pretty oblivious to it. Like Jason hasn't filled me in on much. No. So explain well, what Jason, what's happening, Jason. Here. You so, explain it. You explain it. So <laughs> I will the best I can. Yeah. It's a, it's a training course. So it's a multi-course. Oh yeah. Um, I, was, I, I, know, I meant the sales the, part of it. Not <laughs> oh, the sales part of it. Right. Yeah. It's just, we're running it like a drop ship since it's right. not a physical product. You know, the customers who order well, it. Off first of all, what is the product? So, so what okay. is it that we have? All right. Well, okay. So <clears throat> a couple of years ago, a very well-known dog trainer over here, um, him and I got together and started filming him over the course of about 15 months. Okay. So we started training from little puppies that he had in of his, of his own to six month old dogs that came in for bird exposure, gun exposure. We, so we literally can take somebody from a to Z from a puppy that you get home all the way to a finished gun dog, if you want it finished, you know, steady to wing shot and fall. Most bird hunters do not go that far to wing shot and fall unless you're going to compete with the dog because then you're under judgment for steadiness. But I would suggest people always train for it because the dog's always going to fall back a little bit in steadiness in the season. So it's it's made for, it could be used by, any kind of dog in a sense the beginning foundation course could be because it's all about what to do with your puppy when you get it home get it up on a table get it used to the touch get it used to kennels and crates and so that works for everybody but it's really designed for any upland pointing dog which there's 29 species or 29 breeds in this country right Um, so it's the upland institute is basically an online version of having a dog trainer and you, you watch, I think we used 40 different dogs through the making of this and which we, yeah. But I mean, so they're like short videos that like chapters. Yeah. Yeah. They're all segmented in, in the progression. You would, we tell everybody to watch it through a couple times, you know? Yeah. It's basically four. I mean, if you did the whole course, there's over four hours of video to watch. Right. Um, the only, I don't know if you, if you're familiar with it because you didn't do anything with your Brittany like this, but <laughs> there's a, there's a, a program that a lot of people do called the trained retrieve or force fetch, 
where you you right. work with that you work with getting that dog to hold the bumper when you say hold the bumper and release it when you say out or drop the lab the labrador people almost always do this because they want that they don't want that dog dropping the duck in the water they want it up in the boat or into the blind before you release the, the bird um yeah well it's got foundations and fundamentals which is get you all the way up to a basically a started hunting dog then it's we got a whole segment on the trained retrieve and then we have a whole segment on advanced bird work um we filmed it in we filmed the bulk of it in michigan but we also filmed it in north dakota and in kansas as well on wild birds so i mean we've got some okay. unbelievable footage of of sharp tails coming up like just the, the the closing scene of this this pointer on point and Justin walking around with his walking stick and he's sharp tail just and that dog just going rock solid watching him I know I saw that that was oh, cool. man it gives me a boner every time uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah it's it's a A to Z if you get a new bird dog I, it's it's like I'm sure the same in the hounds right somebody goes hound hunting. They want to get a hound. I, I don't yep. want to say they got no business getting one because that's nobody would ever have one if we're all beginners. You know, I mean, it's you got to you got to start somewhere. Um, right. But the especially the the pointing dog world, it literally is exploding. I, I it's I, I can't even tell you the organization that I judge judged for for twenty five years about three years ago and it wasn't really COVID related. It was just building up like this. This thing usually ran at about 5,000 members throughout the whole country. And it went up to 11,000 members in the last couple of years. Whoa. I mean, there's that many people buying pointing dogs to get out there, partly because of television, partly because of podcasts, partly because of, you know, people want to get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, we put this together and it's, uh, it's, it's doing very well. We're very happy with it because it was a huge, huge endeavor of time, which we knew we could throw all the time in the world at it because we've literally filmed it when COVID, we started filming just before COVID hit. So I got laid off, not right. laid off. I closed my company, which we had no work to do. So I closed it and he's got his client dogs at the kennel all year long. So I was able to go there every, I was the videographer on, thank God for tripods, but tripods and zoom. Lenses. Right. <laughs> we bought a, a professional <laughs> camera and we invested a lot of money into it with, with the editing was when we started looking into editing, we're like, ah, oh, <laughs> this is going to take years to pay ourselves back. <laughs> but it, it 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 it's doing good. It's doing good. Yeah. Yeah. And I was gonna say, you know, it's offered in the multiple courses. Like if somebody doesn't want to go through the whole course, right? It's listed as individual courses, but you do give a pretty good discount if somebody wants to do all of them. Yeah. You know, you're basically getting one of the starter courses for free. You're getting right? one of the smaller courses for free if you buy all three courses. Yeah, I, gotcha. And I would tell anybody, and what's, what's cool about it, and this doesn't matter where they buy it from, 
if they bought the foundations course for their pup, like that's the most expensive one. That's the, the most amount of information that literally has ever been put together for pointing dogs. And, and I got that on firsthand compliments from Bob West from Purina and some other guys that watched it are like, Ron, nobody's ever done this. Nobody has ever done something like what you guys did. Right. And if you did that and later on said, you know what? I, you know, I've hunted the dog for a year and yeah, maybe I do want to steady him up or something. Right. Or I want to get a little more polish on him. And you bought the next course, which is a lot less money. You automatically get the third course when you want it and you don't pay. So you'll always actually never pay more than the complete package price for it. Um, I see. So, but yeah, we got, we, and so how does that work? So they, 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 you come in there and they can buy it. So I assume we're going to have it on our website, Jason. It's on there right now. It's live. Yeah. And, and they, (laughs) (laughs) they, they they come on, daddies. I'm going hunting now. That's, that's good. You'll take yeah. care of this shit. Buddy was hunting. hunting on that day. We just slipped yeah. that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so. <laughs> Sometimes. So so they come on our website and they'll they'll buy it. They'll what? buy it. They'll they'll. And then you'll give a, a code or something. I'll give can, a code to it, and then they'll have that course for forever. Or till the so you'll have you'll you have a couple of codes to, to hand to us so we can so yeah. if you're. Yeah, you're twisted I, I, up over if there. he's hunting bears over in Canada and and shooting yeah. little little guys. Little, we, we can uh, at least get the guys right. shooting cubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Iran's out shooting cubs today. We, we can't. We're talking about the Chicago Cubs, right? We're talking about <laughs> <the Chicago Cubs. laughs> smashing bird eggs. You know what I mean? Stepping on bird eggs and, and killing cubs. But no, um, so we'd be able to give a code and they can go straight to your site and, and access the material. Right. And once they do it, they can watch it. There's an app. They can watch it on their smartphone. They can watch it on their laptop or a tablet. As long as they use the same email address that they bought it under, they'll right. have it on any, on any device. Okay. Um, oh, perfect. And people ask us, it's not downloadable. It's not downloadable because obviously some smart ass would download it. And then start giving it, you know, giving it here and giving it there and spreading oh, yeah. it out. But it doesn't expire. I mean, it's it's there for it's basically there, like I said, unless the internet breaks, which will have bigger problems than me trying to refund somebody money if the internet breaks. So. <laughs> yeah. um, exactly. That's why yeah. the bird dogs are important. Thieving. Shush. My little cock like to clap. My little cocker spaniel's making a ruckus. <laughs> All right. Is that the trouble dog? I mean, what's the cocker spaniel for? Uh, I I had one before and she died early. And I, it's just such a fun little, damn near like a lap dog that hunts its butt off for you. And, mm-hmm. but it's not like a Brittany or a, shir- a short hair. There's no point. It's a total flushing dog. So the, the challenge with them is, keeping them within 20, 25 yards while you're hunting. Yeah. So, oh. and, and that works pretty normal. Like a normal Cocker Spaniel is going to be kind of in that gun range. But if they start, you know, if a bird gets out and goes out, there's no stopping them unless you have the, you've got to get that stop on them where they're like, nope, I can't run after that bird. So, you know, there, there's, there's some work involved, but, 
I mean, it's, oh, they're such a fun little dog. He's only 20, probably 26 pounds. Put it under your arm, put it in your game bag if you had to. Yeah. <laughs> Easy to feed. Yeah. Cheap to feed. <laughs> but she's a little noisemaker. Yeah, like, sounds like. like so yeah. I, I, one of the guys that was at that thing, they had he had some, I think it were cockers. And they would flush out, and they were just like spinning in front of them. It was like a bunch oh, of yeah. little fans. It's just like a bunch of little fans. You walk through, it's just like a bunch of little, little dogs just fanning around in front of you. And I'm like, yep. wow. If they say if you hunt with more than two of them, you get vertigo. <laughs> yeah, <it> was, <laughs> that's what it, I know. Ne- we never hunted. You know, what I mean, he just had them out. He'd come and get some dog food or something, and so he'd, he'd take him out to go let them go yeah. to the bathroom. What in my yard? But I could just tell the way they were running you know what i mean was, we yeah, weren't in a hunting environment but it definitely showed me what they would be like hunting with yeah it's almost like they're it's almost like we're kidding about that pheasant without the the wings on one side the feathers yeah because yeah. yeah. they just it's like they just have this figure eight goofy yeah there's nothing in them unless you unless they see something they're, you're they're just not gonna run out like if Brittany would just take a run, right? It could go. Oh yeah, just like bam, yeah. gone. Like I'm gonna Bye. go over here. I'm gonna go over there. I'll check over here. Right, over right. there. People right. behind us. Right. <laughs> Come back. She says right. hi, and then like takes off again. Like I didn't check over that by a tree. I'm gonna go check over there. And that one, and that one, and that one. I gotta go check. But I'll be right back. And I think I'm full missed. of energy. Your dog sounds like the guy who's driving down the road and. His buddy goes, I think you missed one of those potholes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. your birds, your dog comes back and says, and 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 hey, I'm gonna go look over there. I think there's another one I can go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, that, that was exactly you did get right. some birds. You did get some birds shot though, didn't you? We did by the last by the weekend, um, the the this is a third day or whatever. Um yeah. out of the ten birds, I think we killed seven of them so That's she was bad. she was holding really the strong point you know what i mean like right. she had luckily she had got the message you know between whatever the kids were shooting a little better you know what i mean like everything started so coming together so we actually killed seven of the ten and uh, you know what's funny if and i i'd like to know if there's an analogy in the hound world for it or a comparison so if you live let's say you lived in north dakota and you had your Brittany. You took that on some walks all summer. It's going to do the same thing with or without training. It's going to smell birds, get too close, and then it's going to start chasing them because why wouldn't it chase them, right? Right. But if you never shoot those birds, that dog will, you see, by the at least by the end of the season, but usually much faster than that, what they'll start doing is they get too much pressure on a bird, bird gets up, takes off, they're going to start running after it just like they did the first time. But every time, like if they, I bet you your dog would have probably chased it as far as it could have, right? As far as oh, it could absolutely. see. I mean, but, I, 300 yards, 350 yards. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> now, still going. Because those pheasants kind of slow. Like they like take off. I mean, it's, it's really enticing for her. Like, right. like the way they just like levitate Lift up. Out of- I'm like, <laughs> and after that, it's a race. They're like, yeah. I, I, I can catch it. Well, was she able, buddy? Was she able to catch any of those pheasants that no got away without? Well, there's there's probably why in the course of three days you were able to shoot some over her because dogs will literally learn. Like the example is, 
you'll never see a coyote. Now, coyotes are pretty tough, especially in the snow time on yeah. grouse and pheasants and stuff like that because, you know, they can smell them. They can pounce on them. You'll never see a coyote chase a bird. How come? Because it never, it never they never got them. A, they never got oh, one. Now, when they were yeah. little pups, they probably did give it 40 yards or 50 yards. But if they expel that much energy so many times, they're not even going to be able to make it. So yeah, bird dogs are like, they got too much bird desire. But if you never, if they're never successful with those flyaway birds, their pointing instinct goes like, hey, you know what? That ain't chasing them doesn't work. <laughs> and had you shot a bunch of those, like with long shots or she, she could keep doing that for a while. Then you've got to actually train it out of them. Right. So yeah. those, those wild birds... <clears throat> We'll get a dog to hold point longer and we'll teach a dog. Yeah, I'll chase it for a little bit in case I see it drop onto the ground from a shot. Yeah. But after a while, they'll just they'll run about 30, 40 yards and swing right back around and just start hunting again. It pretty soon. Really? When you train it later on, you do it with pigeons in the field. And you keep a, a bag full of just homer pigeons or city pigeons, doesn't matter, because pigeons will never land back on the ground around a dog. And then you start teaching them to be steady. You throw the pigeon up and you're like, ah, whoa. And you throw that pigeon up and he, he's watched other birds fly away. Now he's seeing birds fly away right in front of you and you're yeah. still not shooting them. So like dogs can learn a lot by stuff we don't do, like don't interfere with those first bird contacts. So in the hound world, I mean, I, and my friend is the one that's brutally always talking about the intelligence level of a hound. But is what do they teach themselves? Like, I mean, is, I think or, you can like a deer. Um, do they I learn? Think there can be some deer? of that. I, I mean, think that if they don't. If, if they don't catch the damn things, that's the problem. Right. Like if, Bingo. Well, there's a joke. It's like, if you're going to do it, if you're going to chase it too, you better do a damn good job. Run at to it, catch right? it. Like, you better catch the son of a bitch. So, um, I think it, it, for a young dog, for me, a young hound, it may go mess with a deer. I normally take off down the road with my old dogs. I get out of there. So, when that puppy comes back, I was like, oh, we're all gone. You know, like, where'd everybody ah. go? Well, we went down the road. Like, yeah. so they. They seem to learn, I go chase this deer, and I don't catch the deer. Right. I come back. And so I don't even scold them when they're that young. You know what I mean? Like, at some yeah. point, they know better, and I'm like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to stop that. But right. in the early but, ages, I think, that, I think it's a lot of the same thing. There's no reward in that. You know, what they did, right. I'm not happy with them. I'm gone. I don't, I don't acknowledge it one way or the other. I just pretend like it never happened. Right. Um, unless they're going to actually catch one. Then I'm like, okay, we got to interfere. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we better interfere with this one. <laughs> she's, right. she, she's committed. So there are but, uh, times, and that, that's when I'll shock the dog to stop them. Right. You know what I mean? So if, let's say I have a dog that is old enough to catch a deer, and that's right. not what I want to do. That's when I'll shock a dog right. just to get him to stop. And then I, from there on, I, I don't acknowledge it I, I i normally when they're that young i don't even tell them trash i don't yell at them i don't nothing they yeah. got stopped and when the, when they come back to the road where they left i am no longer there like they have to yeah. run to figure out where i went and come down the road right so. that makes sense and like you said 
that same dog, if a couple encounters like that, it, it that's something that that dog basically taught itself by just yeah doing something you so, didn't want it to do, but there was just no it didn't come from you. It came from the dog. Yeah, it came from the dog. And then if it's a cat, mm-hmm. shit, we'll spend three hours working on that. And that that dog has to know that every of my big dogs are in there barking, they're trailing, they're with them. That you know what I mean. Dad's yeah. always around, you know what I mean? If we cross a road or something, they, I mean, normally I don't get in the in the race, but right. you know, they get to the tree, then I show up at the tree and and then that's a big deal for me. You know what I mean? I'm it's like big, I'm yeah. excited the dog, you know, I'm like yelling at the dogs like good yelling, you know, not not scolding, but yeah. like excited. You know, I'll go yeah. try to like jump on the tree a little bit or whatever it is just to animate um right. my happiness and yeah. and then they they just seem to learn. It's like, "Oh, well, this smell, I, I, my older dog, my, my yep. friends are here. The, the asshole's here. He shows up too. <laughs> he actually wants to pet me. This, this is a good deal. Why are you being nice to me? <laughs> right. Maybe next so, time but, I'll put a cat up a tree, he says. Yeah. 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 So, you know, on a deer, I just, I don't, I don't acknowledge it. And then there may be a point where it's, I'm sure like an older dog where you're like, you know, damn good and well, you shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. that. Then that's a scolding. You know what I mean? But right in the beginning. Yeah. Can you, can you tell when your hounds, I, either of you, just by looking at the, at the, at a, let's say your garment or, you know, looking at your, whatever your watch, you know, following them with, I'm assuming it's a garment, but can you tell by the line and the speed they're going because, like, when they're hunting, unless they get close, they're only hunting at a certain speed, right? They they can't hunt at high speed while they're trailing or can they? Go I ahead, mean, Jason. <laughs> so, I mean, some can. I, I mean, really, I think there are dogs that just flat can trail faster than others. Okay. I mean, they can take the same track and instead of doing the leapfrog, you know, where we're glued to the track and we're going from place to place to place right. to place. They're putting the pieces together and realizing, okay, well we can go here and kind of loop and they'll start cutting tracks off. You know, there's dogs that just constantly progress at track, but I mean, it just, I mean, that to me, it comes down to an individual dog. Yeah. Well, how know, do we you- can usually tell the race, you know, if it's a, how close they are to jumping it or if the animals jumped, there's a definite difference from trailing. How would how would you know if it was on a deer? Or is, could you really know if it was just on a deer though? Is it? I mean, I can, I can usually tell, and if I don't know for sure, I just assume the worst. But <laughs> I mean, when you run enough game of the same species, you kind of learn the tricks. Yeah, right. Like you know how they act, just like you know a pheasant's habitat, or you know a quail you know, how coveys usually act. Right. It, it's the same kind of thing, you know, a deer or a coyote. Every once in a while, you get some that throw you a real weird loop. Like for me, foxes don't usually duck a dog. Like a bobcat, a lot of times, well, the ones I've been on, you're chasing them and all of a sudden they don't, real. they realize they can't lose the dog. So they just hunker down and they stop. And a lot of times those cats will get basically ran over by those dogs. They'll just be within you know, 10 yards of them or closer. Just, and then they get up and run the, the inbound track outbound. So they're, oh. they're following the same scent path. 
So usually a fox won't do that, but I have had two now that have done the exact same thing. And I remember looking at my buddy, I said, oh, that's a cat. We're not, we're not chasing a fox. Guarantee you that's a bobcat. And you get to the tree and it's not. Yeah. No, it's yet. But usually how, how game runs and you factor in the pressure that's being applied, like if they're just kind of bumping it ahead of them or if it's a jumped race and it knows it's being chased and they're trying to catch the animal. Yeah. That's when you see the telltale signs of, oh, yep, it's circling tight. Yeah. It's getting close to the tree. Yeah. Things like that. Gotcha. And everything's different. So sometimes like... And, and it, it it makes me really nervous sometimes. I'm like them, them bastards. Them. Ba- I mean, I, I'm just like I want to push the button, but I don't. You know what I mean? I try try and get up ahead of them and check them a little bit. And there's times I'm like, I oh, this is a coyote. This is this isn't good. I mean, I've told my buddies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whatever. And then I will watch across the road, and I'm like, bobcat. Like pull the cow. So <laughs> sometimes you just get weird stuff. And and again. There'll be times you're like, oh, yeah, this is a cat. This is for sure a cat. <laughs> Coyote right down you the road. And you're boing, like, boing, boing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can tell you, that was a couple of years ago, my buddy, and I'm like, I told him, I said, we're chasing a coyote. I, I was I was coyote up and down, left, I mean, just like, whatever. And to the point where I was just about ready to start nuking dogs. I was like so pissed and uh, watched a cat jump on the road, run down the road. He was just, just cutting sure. ground. You know what I mean? He was just changing yeah. zip codes yeah. and i i was so certain you know that i was like dude these dogs blah 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 and he's like what do you mean i'm like i don't know what to tell you but this is not good this is not good we're not gonna <laughs> and the cat and i go seeing that that's why you gotta trust your dogs <laughs> and i was like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just but, like but, that but then the next week you'll be like oh yeah this is a cat for sure for sure <laughs> and then boom coyote goes on the road and it's like those dogs are just yeah. hot on his tail and i'm like i don't know it always blew people's minds when I'd take them. I remember my neighbor. So guy moved in next to me. We kind of got to know each other. And he's like, dude, I want to see what your dogs do. Like he was curious. And I knew the guy. I felt pretty comfortable with it. So I said, well, let's go to the woods. A, I hunt at night. So he's got no idea where we're at. No idea of the terrain, nothing. And we started track. And I said, you know, I don't have a good feeling about it. In the first 20 seconds, I said, I don't know about this one. But we're going to give it a shot. Just where it was, it didn't make sense to me. It's like game would not, the good game we're trying to chase would not be here. Um, And they start going and all of a sudden it lights off and they're heading straight up the mountain. And I said, oh, we're running a deer. And he's blown away. So, well, how do you know? I said, oh, man, I just, I know it. I guarantee it. So I take a loop around the corner, come to the downhill side, and I just shut the truck off. He's like, what are we doing? I said, you'll, you'll see. And we sat there and waited. And about two minutes later, I hear, and these dogs are just cresting the top. And we sit there and I dang near had about 180 pound doe jump in the middle of the hood of my truck. (laughs) And I said, that's how I knew what was going on. (laughs) And he's like, dude, I don't know how you did that. You're like some voodoo doctor or something. But I'm like, that's, we know our dogs, you know, that's just what it comes down to. And something wasn't right. And we know the game. Yeah, you know, or you think you do? Yeah, I I love it when you second guess. Like in our world, it's never like if they're pointing something, it's probably something we're going to shoot. Other than they'll point a porcupine or a raccoon sometimes because they're just going along like, oh, something's here, something here. But it's not, right. you know, it, it doesn't turn into a chase with a, you know, could turn into a vet bill with a porcupine. But 
<laughs> the one thing that we do similar is you knock a bird. The only bird that I, I don't want to say I've never lost a bird. Two birds you lose a lot are ducks because, you know, they shoot them in the water. They get in the cattails. It, sometimes you lose a duck. Right. But you will lose rooster. You will lose rooster. Wild. And I don't mean, you know, even South Dakota uh, hunting preserves, they're semi-wilded pheasants. But, you know, they couldn't take that many hunters over and over without a stocking program. But if you get into an area where it's true wild ringnecks, you know, you end up just wing, winging that bird a little bit. And that bird will, you'll see it hit this patch of grass and that patch of grass is a ditch and that ditch goes for a quarter mile. And you see your dog go into that ditch and all of a sudden your dog's going to the left across a, a cut field, like a cut alfalfa field. And you're yelling at the dog. You're just like, get over it, no! <laughs> and you're like, and the dog, find, you know, if the dog listens good enough, you can call. I mean, it's rare, but you could or you could shock him and be a real, you know, just be like, God damn it. And we call that come a buddy, back, but go ahead. <laughs> and you keep telling him you want him to go down this ditch. Right. You walk him right. down the ditch, say dead bird, dead bird, dead bird. And he wants to keep going back the way he was going. <laughs> and every goddamn time that dog is right and we're wrong every yeah. time <laughs> you know but our mind sees where the bird hit like well there's no way a bird's gonna come back right. toward the right. end it's gonna go away from the action but a, a wild ringneck pheasant is the sneakiest nastiest they're like a white-tailed deer just i mean they're that full of tricks. They're unbelievable. I was going to say that was one of the things that I was really surprised with hunting Sadie on those. It was those roosters. Mm-hmm. God, they would run in front and I'd, you'd see them. I mean, I, yep. and you know, Sadie would be just right on top of it. And that was, that was the, uh, one of the really parts where, um, I don't, I don't quite know what to do in that situation training wise, you know, right? because the damn thing was running faster than I could walk. I mean, it was like, a, I was, I was on a death mission. I wanted dinner. So I was like, I'm killing, I paid for you. I'm killing you. Like that's, <laughs> this is how this is going. Like, We've had dinner. <laughs> I guess I, I think I probably lost 10 pounds. Cause I, I mean, I'd chase them damn birds with that dog trying to kill it like a meat hunter. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't like, I was like on the bird. I was like, I want the meat. I'm right. like, and so I'd have my wife and the kids, and I'm like, I'm gonna go get that one over there. You know, I could see it just running in front of Sadie, and she'd stop, and and I'm like, shit, the damn things. You know, Sadie'd p- point, and I'd watch that bird run out in front of her. You know what I mean? So she she'd still be pointing, and I'm like, dude, Sadie, it's not right. here, you d- dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go. We got so I'd get like, come on here, you inexperienced puppy. With yeah, exactly. Training. What are you doing? <laughs> How could you go? You know why? Why are you stopping? You know what I mean? So it's like. Exp- and those things would run. I mean, like crossing yeah. fences and going and and uh, yeah. I was using the dog, and sometimes the dog was using me. You know, what I mean, my eyesight was better than the dog's. Yeah, and her nose is much better than mine. So between the two of us, we didn't ever kill one of those. Just so you know, I mean, no. we try. We, <laughs> we chase that son of a bitch for three hundred fifty yards, four hundred yards up over this, probably off the property. And I was like, okay, well, we gotta go back. So we go all the way back to the beginning. And probably just wrecked, you know, because 
when you put 10 birds out and then you go chase this one bird 400 yards off track, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You really yeah. let the, the, the nine that gives them room to like move they away. From, start. Right, right. They all leave. <laughs> yeah. So how does that work though? Like Ron, in that situation, I mean, this kind of blows my mind. Is it a verbal command to search for that down bird that you're giving them? Or how does it know? Like you say that dog wants to go off and run and it's going to trail that game instead of pointing the scent. Like, how does it know? Well, when that's okay. That, that gets a little deep. So you got to figure, you got to have, we're, we're going to talk about like a, a seasoned dog, right? It's a dog that's hunted a, a couple of seasons. And if we're going to talk about pheasants, cause they're the only ones that do it, really do it. Um, I'm going to train my dog for what's called a blind retrieve. So I'm going to, he's, if I, if, if I got my dog out of the truck and got my gun and we started walking, he's going to go into a search because that's what we do. We're, we're searching for a bird. Sure. But I, and I've done this before. I've pulled up to buddies, you know, you'll split up, especially in, you can hunt the road edges in South Dakota, both, both of the easement sides. So we'll, I'll hook up with my buddies in the middle and I'll say, I heard you shoot. He says, yeah. And they don't have a dog. I'm the only one with the dog usually. And I can literally, if he says he knocked a bird down over there, I could take that dog and say, dead bird. And okay. through training, he knows that he's supposed to, he's not searching anymore. He's smell. He's looking, he's smelling for either dead, crippled or already dead yeah. bird. That and he'll sense. stick. That makes more sense. He'll stick to that. Now, young dog. Yeah. It's, you can't, there's not much you can do. That's where it comes into you know, dropping a bird for your dog. If your dog sees the bird go down and he, like you were talking about how dogs learn. Yeah. They also learn when they hear a shot, if you've shot a bird, your dog sees the bird, boom, here's the gun noise, sees a bird fall in front of them. It isn't going to take him about five times to where you could literally use that gunshot to call your dog in. Like if say, if Sadie went off on a run yeah. to the right <laughs> and you had shot five or six birds for her and you saw her running like god damn it sadie what are you doing over there if you took your gun and went like this boom the she opposite would, direction she would, she would run right back to you like where, where to go where to fall <laughs> yeah if you see a so, bird like right so over there I okay have, i have oh, literally funny. had you know because i i can train okay i've trained to high levels a couple times but i don't have to do that but i've had dogs when i started out they were just too far out, especially like in the grouse woods. If they did find a grouse, I'd never get there in time. Yeah. So if I didn't know where they were, I would just shoot in the air and they show back up like, what? What? I said, don't say <laughs> no. Hounds used to be before Garmin too. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Here they come. He goes through, he goes through a few shells. But yeah, they. I, I showed a buddy of mine who's very new to hunting. We are hunting this this just this finger of grass down the fence row. And there was no way I, my dog Bravo was on point. And Matt says, he says, run, he's on point. I said, yep. I said, let's get up there. And I seen Bravo move up another 20 yards and go back on point. And I said, Matt, we're not going to get that bird. He goes, well, how? I said, we're not going to get that bird because that bird can see, sense, and feel that dog on the ground, right? They are so hyper aware of being hunted every day of their life. So they just stay ahead. They stop for a minute. 
they 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 have phenomenal hearing. So to hear the grass, you know, they don't hear the dog as much as they hear the grass get, you know, the noise. Yeah. And that bird will just go another 20 yards. And the, this finger of grass went about, I don't know, maybe not a quarter mile, probably an eighth of a mile. And I said, Matt would just sit back and watch. And I said, he'll go on point probably three or four more times. And when he points somewhere around 20, 30 yards away from the end of that, then it was just flat mode field. I mean, plowed field. I said, you watch. And we sat there and he goes on point for the last time. And that rooster looked in front of him and says, I got nowhere else to go. And flies away. And Matt, it was kind of like Jason was talking about that guy. Like, he's like, how did you know that? I said, because I've been frustrated. <laughs> been there. I've been frustrated that many times, you know. I mean, even, that's what I was doing, except you wouldn't see the bird. You see me when there's a little <laughs> fat boy with a, with a shotgun. Like, I'm going to kill my kids get to shoot the easy ones. I got to go. I get the hard ones. So I'm like chasing them all across the hillside. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. Think about it. Guys with dogs. It's like almost why do we choose to do something we could do it in an easier fashion, right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. And, and the frustration of puppies and road trips and feeding them at night and losing them, you know, yeah, like yeah. E- even bird, even pointing dogs. I mean, I had one that was, I didn't lose him. He was just an asshole. He just, he'd go on a walkabout, you know. <laughs> He'd be back, you know, an hour later, you know, and it's like, you're like, why do we do that? You know, but then when it all comes together, you know, like that's better than any solo hunt there is when it all comes together. It it is. That was the best part for me was, um, and it was new to me, the, the bird side. Mm hmm. And, and because of my experience working with hounds, you know, I was, cause I tried a bird dog a long time ago and I, I did all the, the book stuff, whatever. And yeah. I just, I just knew this wasn't going to be me. You know what I mean? I just don't have enough time to, to study and learn and do that. I got a, a right. basis, but I was like, you know what? This is my house dog. And it, it's kind of like, you know, you hear stories of some of these old timers where they had a meat dog at home, you know what I mean? Whatever they go hunt rabbits or they go hunt birds or yeah. whatever. That's kind of what it's been like for me is like, hey, yeah. this this dog is so in tune with me that yeah. I'm able to to take it. And again, you know, taking it to a, a game preserve where you plant birds is is probably cheating. You know what I mean? Compared to well, you know, the old cheating. days. When, it's opportunity. It's, well, it's, I'm just talking about compared to the old days when 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 real hunters were using real dogs for meat, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm going buying $25 birds and setting it up and back in the day, you know, you, you just didn't do that. You know what I mean? Like I'm, that's a luxury for, for today's well, age, you know, for me to be able to do that with a dog is a luxury. It's not because I'm teaching it or needing to do a meat hunt with it, you know? Right. It's for personal enjoyment. The instincts in a pointing dog are like the instincts in a hound. Some of it, it, it just comes in the package. So yeah. even if you never get challenged that dog, like I used to take my dog, I, I've, t- I've, I've been to probably, I don't know, probably 20 different preserves or reserves in my life. I've taken my, my daughters every Christmas. Like they're not going to want to go out and hunt for five hours to get one shot. 
I mean, yeah, you know, and so I take them to 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 around Michigan, a couple of my favorite places. They got to experience it. They still ended up hunting later on, but it was you saw when it came together, and you saw like, hey, dog pointed. Hey, shit, I got one. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter how that works out. The the biggest thing with the the I think people do wrong with their young bird dogs is like you're kind of making fun of like, well, you know, they're twenty five dollars a piece. Yeah. Our our Wednesday night training, there's people that go out there every Wednesday and spend twelve dollars on a chucker, a pen raised chucker. They buy three of them and they take the dog over and over and over again every week. Like the dog does yeah. not need that for training. Yeah. The dog that that already comes in the dog, you know. And what they the mistake they make is the dog jumps in, takes the bird out, but these chuckers sometimes fly 50 yards and land down. So then the dog oh. runs out and picks it up. And now the dog's like, I got this. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Next one I smell, I'll go get it. You don't, you know, we'll save you the bullet. You really got lucky the fact that you had pheasants because pheasants will usually. The saying is, a bird you don't shoot, you want it to fly out of the dog's life. You just want oh, it to be gone. And then that's when all of its instincts kick in. And it's like, I got to get sneakier. I got to get better. You know, yeah. He, she probably smelled that bird, let's just say, if the wind was right. She probably smelled that first bird at 20 yards. Yeah. She, and she was like, ooh, it's like smelling a pie, you know? It was insane. <laughs> it was right. insane, Ron, to watch that dog. Like, because you're like, yeah, you just don't know. And it's like, holy cow, that's what birdie is. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. training, playing, whatever. But to watch a dog, yeah. like I can see where that's like exactly right. I was like, that dog smells a bird right there. You can tell. Right. Yeah, because sometimes like when you're hound hunting, I mean, they're they're checking the ground out everywhere, right? I mean, they're just mm-hmm. there's not like one sniff where it says bear. Yeah. You know, it, it's an accumulated thing where like you see when you see a pointing dog hit a scent cone and if it's just right you're like holy shit it's like watching your kid hit a home run you know and i yeah i yeah my dad never got that pleasure (laughs) (laughs) he never got to see that huh (laughs) what blows my mind is because i i get the opportunity to talk with a lot of people and since you know we got connected with you ron i mean a lot of your listeners I mean, they come with a personal recommendation from Ron Bain, you know, like I get to talk to those people and I'll be honest, I was very ignorant to the bird dog world. I've been around them, but it never part of like training or knowing what to look for other than birdie. He's never been invited to those types of associations being a hound guy. You don't. Yeah. We're the scum of the earth, (laughs) but getting to talk with them and see like, there's not a whole lot of difference. Not really. Yeah. There's different pieces. But you're all going from L.A. to New York, no matter how you get there. Yeah. It's really interesting to see the similarities. And, you know, luckily, I get to talk to a lot of people. I enjoy it because it's it's cool for me to better understand yeah. the necessities that, you you know, you guys have different needs than we do in some ways. But overall, it's crazy how similar it really is. Oh, it, oh, it yeah. definitely, definitely similar. That's why I was asking about, like, what does a hound 
sometimes learn on its own. Like those young dogs have to learn certain things that don't work. And then that kind of goes into their catalog of, of memories. They're like, yeah, that, that doesn't work. And I imagine I, I can't, the, the part I think where you kind of made fun of it, Jason, he was like, oh yeah, he doesn't get invited to bird thing. Cause he's a, he's a, a heathen hound hunter or something. But the <laughs> yeah. part that most bird dog guys would be afraid of is like, what do you do with the dog that, or, or does it self fix itself because they don't make it? That dog that wants to get into the mix with the bear or the mountain lion. Or, I mean, because am I wrong or right? I don't know. I hear people talk. You want that dog that almost wants to mix it up and go fisticuffs with it, but but like doesn't get bit and scratched up all the time, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's a balance, you know. It's it's uh, the dogs that don't live longer. Or, or can so some of that you know there's guys that want more grittier dogs and there's guys that that don't like that build. so there's a there's a balance between holding the animal you know if to catch yeah. it to bay you know and and putting enough pressure on it to to make it want to climb a tree or whatever there's right. there's different temperaments of, of bears and i'm no bear hunter so i don't know but yeah um you know, with a with a cougar you know a single dog, you know, some, some of my worries is, is having one dog that's faster than the rest of my dogs. Mm -hmm. And, yep. you know, I want my dogs to get on that. So one of the things I, th I think has been happening a lot with the introduction of wolves and all that. in, in some of these places is yeah. wolves are, um, cause an issue on cats. And I think there's some studies on that, whether they're running off of kills and, yep. you know, Right. I'm not going to pretend to be the scientist and say this is what's happening, but I can only right. suspect that there's more conflict with wolves and cougars. And so cougars are learning um, to fight on the ground mm -hmm. more. And that's a, a danger to some dogs. Yeah. You know I mean, I so I don't want one dog getting mixed up with a cougar if possible. I want right. a couple dogs, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so right. like I had a situation, I was, I got on a call for a, 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 a problem, you know, it was a, a cat and, and the landowner already killed one cougar and they'd seen a couple there. And so I took out one dog and I was just kind of just walking that dog, just want, you know, it'd be like you looking for a bird, like, Oh, I seen a bird here. You know, it'd be like, Oh, let yeah. me let this dog here and see if it gets birdie. Well, that's kind of what I was doing. I had one dog down and uh, it smelt a dead cougar, which was laying there and and was really sheepish and then it was like going into this bushes and i mean just staunch just like the hair back the hair on its neck was standing up and uh, its tail and it would like stick its nose out and I, and i told there's a couple game wars i said uh that cat's close and you know this this is a bad deal and so i said yeah. Can somebody run to my my truck and go drop the rest of my dogs down you know i had two other dogs yeah and i told him i said i don't want a one on I don't want a one-on-one -on -one yeah. fight with with the, with a cat. I don't know what I got here, but I have. There, there's a high chance that this cat is right here, and uh, for whatever reason, it was weird. No, normally, when your dogs would trail out of there, but this dog just was like really cautious going through there. And so I ended up having to kick a couple three dogs in, and we were checking one side, and as we checked it, the landowner was like, "The cougar's right here," and it was like forty yards behind us. And I was like, oh, "Shit!" So we're trying to get dogs and fences over fences and under fences. Cause there's oh. so many fences there and uh, mm -hmm. ended up 
we ended up catching it. We and you know it, it did tree, but um, all that to say, basically, my biggest thing was is one on one. That cat has a pretty. Um, he has a good advantage, depending on the size or whatever. I mean, they got claws right. and teeth and and stuff like that. Two on one, three on one. Now you you are able to switch the advantage. It's not that they're just going to jump on the thing, but it's that they distract it. So you right. you circle it and they, they <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, it starts focusing on one, and the other dog comes in, and it got to focus on this one. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of scanning between three dogs, right? And mm-hmm. it can't focus on any one dog. And I I can picture that. You know, I mean, I mean, the wolves, let alone. I mean, we we go down that rabbit hole, but that's probably not good for the W podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, wolves will kill a dog if they have a chance, just flat out. Oh yeah. So. I don't think they're any more afraid. Like you said, they'll run a mountain lion off. And on occasion, yeah. it could be in, one wolf. In a pack one. is what I've heard. In a pack, those wolves are really yeah. bad. Yeah. I've heard but, from some of the guys over there hunting that one, when you get one I, I separated, it, it runs like a coyote. Yeah, because they're like, so, ah, I don't have any strength in numbers. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's why they made, you know, the, the Irish wolfhound back in Europe back in the day. Those things could run down a damn wolf and one-on-one. I mean, because like, unless it's, I mean, this is what I, a little bit I know about wolf packs. Like they're not all like, they're all like a bunch of soldiers, right? There's an alpha, but most of them are just there to help. So if that out, that those, those subordinate wolves are not the toughest wolf in the pack. So that subordinate wolf, if it got chased by a dog, it's probably like, <laughs> I'm out of here, you know. But <laughs> yeah. if they get Running, a pack, yeah. yeah, if they get a pack, then they go back to what, just like the pack with uh, dogs with the cat. There's like, there's safety in numbers, there's strength in numbers, but yeah, still us. us so us, so us, circling us. back, like your your first question. That's a trait. Is I want a dog, for me personally, and everybody's different. There there are people that want more aggressive dogs than I, than I do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. some people want oh I, they hair they, pullers they want hair pullers they want that dog to be doing something and they probably have more vet bills you know what i mean i don't see whatever <laughs> but they're it, it, it's just part of the deal i would yeah. rather not have vet bills and if it means i can't catch i don't chase bears anyways but it means maybe i can't catch the meanest bear okay i'm gonna when someone okay. gives some you know if i wanted to be a if if it was like you had to catch a bear that was, let's say it was just a, a ruthless bear and it was rough and right. you, you had to catch it, then, then God, I hate to say it, but you know, it may not be the job for me. You know what I mean? I'm not a bear hunter and, right. and you would need somebody with better dogs. And I could see where it'd be like, Hey, I need some more dog power. Um, because yeah. this bear, you know, my my dogs would be coming out the road with their tails tucked, being like, "Holy, that guy's an asshole down there. He's worse than you, man." <laughs> He's right. <laughs> well, do you uh, see? So, you, you know like, what I mean? Like, I this is all in the temper of a dog. You will get different dogs, d- different right. temperaments, and and, and some people think that's good, and some people don't want it. It's, and it that that's another thing we were talking about the similarities of hound hunters and, and upland hunters, or or I won't say duck hunters, but upland bird hunters. You you'll see those traits. Now I would guess you'd see like if you had a litter of pups from a 
female, you're going to see some of those traits and some of those, like even like a, a undesirable trait. You're like, God damn it. Just like his mother. Right. I mean, yeah. You, yeah. I gotta imagine it's the same thing. And then you could, it's hard to dial in because there's always those, you know, those recessive genes, but you could breed for a pack of dogs, a pack of hounds in time that are basically going to give you what you want, right? Like maybe not be oh, yeah. fur buyers, right? But still good trackers, good bears, but just not the grittiest, stupidest. I don't know. <laughs> you know, yep. we'll put it this way. Buddy and I owned, well, I don't own them anymore. They passed on, but dogs from the same line yeah, that have that same trait. Like mine were never hair pullers. And there were bears that were going to beat us like hands down. We just flat weren't going to catch it. And I was okay with that. Yeah. Like that was my concession. I don't need to catch those, but they caught a lot of them as far as, you know, doing it the way they know how. Right. 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 So I think that's a lot of it is the breeding. And that comes down to it. That's why guys are breeding gritty dogs to gritty dogs. They want that. They want where you. you give me that dog and I'm going to get it tore up once or twice and I'm going to put it up for sale because I don't want to deal with it. Right. And that's not what I want. Because some dogs are just kind of, I don't yeah. want to say stupid, but they're so, well, it, this goes to German short hairs. One of my favorite dogs, one of my buddy's dogs, they were, they were at a, a farm. They were renting a farm and there was a barbed wire. And this is one of these dogs that, couldn't hunt until he just ran. He wasn't hunting. He just had to run, right? He just had to like mm -hmm. take a 300 yard wind sprint. And you know, when a bird dog's hunting, just like when a hound's tracking, you, you know what they're doing. And this dog yeah. was just always just like, you know, and it's almost like he had to like run the energy off. And that dog right. ran and, you know, this, this is how like, I want to say so, so dumb some dogs can be, and I, it's weird to say that, but the dog was in a new area and did the same thing he always did and ran right. There's a barbed wire fence. I mean, you know, four or five strand barbed wire fence and just right through it and just, you know, split, you know, split the skin open. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and they stapled them up and stapled them up, gave them a couple days, figured, you know, they'll hunt them a little bit, but they got to let that, kind of start healing they let that dog out it ran through the same spot on the same fence i mean <laughs> so some of them some of them need to yeah you know there's some bird dogs that can't be hunted around fences i mean literally yeah. can't be hunted around and i've had a dog that i, I shot a sharp tail once bravo and a guy hollered at me from up on a hill and he goes ronnie and i look up and there's this sharpie just setting its wings i'm like oh man poof but i mean that bird was so high and so far when i hit it it landed 100 100 and some yards for me on the other side oh. of a fence yeah holy cow and i saw bravo bravo saw the whole thing he was just walking with me he's like Whoa! he saw that bird <laughs> go down and he ran and i was like no it was like slow motion yeah no because <laughs> i'm thinking he is going to go, and he's a big dog. He's the size yeah. of a, he's an 80, it looks like a bloodhound anyway, right? He's the size of an 80-pound bloodhound. He put the brakes on at that fence like so, like he'd done it his whole life. He just went, oh, through the barbed wire, picked up the Bad bird, hands. through the barbed wire, you know, 
and another dog would just go boing. <laughs> that you know? the so bob wire fences and uh cattle guards are two of the things that i try to teach my dogs if i run across a cattle guard or something i will that's the worst as a young dog i'll make him cross cattle guards you know oh so i never learn. thought of that you know I, oh, that's scary situation i don't care if they go around they them i don't back. care what but you know they can go over the top of them or they can go around them but um i'll i'll do that if i if i come across a cattle guard with a young dog I, I yeah. try to work on that as much as I can. And, wow. And, and barbed wire fences. That's funny you say that because I don't see that very much in the Dakotas. But when I was in Wyoming, there was mm-hmm. cattle guards. You know, we were going through BLM land and in block management. And I never thought I literally how do how do you do you take a young dog and just like walk them? On yeah, a it's leash? pretty awkward the first couple of times. I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> But I'd rather me be. It's kind of like you know, you'd rather you be there, and and they just learn. You know, they're that's pretty because they want to jump in, in. You know, they freak out, and they just yeah. got to learn to just shimmy across it. You know, but they try it the wrong way a couple times. Like they want to, you know, they get scared and jump or whatever. Oh, they could so snap a leg start off close, of shit, couldn't they? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. that's exactly it. yeah. So you, I'll just I see them walking and, and do it. And so they, sometimes you teach them to go around them. You know what I mean? Like there's normally a way to get around it or whatever. And so wow. there's other ways of doing it, but you know, dogs figured out. I just, it, it just, especially when we're roading dogs, if they're running down the road, I just don't want yeah. them to, you know, most of the time they stop. But you, you, and if you got a demented sense of humor, sometimes you're just watching this young dog. You're like, are you that <laughs> stupid? You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> I don't know what the perception is, you know what I mean? But it's like, it, it works for cows. It, it, it really screws the dogs up, too. Well, <laughs> the, the trick is don't start them off where they can get a good run at it before yeah, they exactly. encounter their first one. You start right on it. Yeah. And then you walk across it with them. Yeah. And then you just kind of like, they, they start getting used to it. Because yeah. I've had a night, I will never forget, there were two events. I watched every dog in my pack pile in and shove their shoulders into a culvert coming down a ravine just terrain wise. And one night at a cattle guard, they came into the road and a jackrabbit just happened to jump up on the other side. And it was probably 50 yards out, but they saw it and it was on. They didn't care what was going on. They couldn't even smell it yet. And I watched every one of those dogs just pogo stick a leg through that cattle guard. And I thought I was going to be picking up dogs left and right. Oh. I mean, we got really, really lucky. But yeah. cattle guards are freaking scary. I, yeah. I've never, so. like I said, I, I've encountered them, but I know I've never ran my dog across them. But I'm going to yeah. do that next time I see a cattle guard. I'm going to. I'm going to walk them across it a few times and watch them tiptoe and watch them slip. And they learn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah they, it's, it's just good training. And that's what so well, we got to wrap up here because I got to, I got to, yeah. we got a school thing. Did you want to, you, you have an equipment question that I mean, you want to ask? I got about five minutes before I got to hang up. Yeah. Well, I was going to say if I can put together um, a list of, we have like a, so, a list of trainings, uh, like, Check cords, certain kind of bumpers. Do you guys have starter pistols? No. Or not? No longer carry. We, no, uh, because of the the shipping. The wokeness of well, no. no, it's the it's wokeness. The woke companies. So I PayPal and these companies don't allow you 
if if you have gun or oh, okay. blanks or whatever, they don't let yeah. you s- sell on that. And so at some point I need to get, I'd like to get away from that. I, so I can't, the hard part for me is, is to get, I don't like it, but I can't make my website so that you can only check out with this credit card, right. with these products and not these. Right. And so um, a couple of years ago, these PayPal, Braintree, all these ones, that, you know, everybody uses, throws a big fit and says they're going to cancel your account. And so we had to, we had yeah. to pull off the starter pistols because well, it looked like we were selling firearms. And it's like, well, it's not a firearm, but they didn't care. So right. Right. it, it it brought us in a firearm category, and so the payment processors did that. Yeah. Um, at some point, I'd like to get away from that, and maybe now I have the abilities to do that, and I should probably think about working on that again. But um, where I could, well, I could just tell them, hey, F you, I'm going to sell guns. <laughs> Buy yeah. guns at W. That's what I want to have. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, was, I was going to say at some point, I would like to put together a list of two or three kinds of bumpers, two or three lead ropes, puppy rope, adult rope, just some of the basic stuff and then something that I could steer like the new puppy buyer or the new Upland Institute person. Yeah. Say like, these are the things you, you should have to start with. Small bumper, big bumper, long check yeah. cord, short check cord, tie out stake, you know, like just a little, and almost just call it a package, like Upland bird dog package. Yeah. So if we could do something like that down the okay. road, that would be good. I think we could definitely do something like that. Let's, Let's work on that, Jason. Let's let's get a okay. a, a, a product line, and we'll talk, and we'll probably even have a discount code for you, Ron. And you could just be like, "Hey, get yeah, yeah, something get a like discount that." Code. Cool. Um, so that's easy. Good deal. All right. Easy well, we'll work on um, like we'll we'll talk offline, Jason. Ron, we'll come back, circle back on that, and yeah, we definitely can get those products if we got them on our website. Just figure out which ones you want. If there's products that we need to yeah, bring in or we need to chase down, because we don't sell a ton of stuff like that, so um, right, it's a matter of if. But if um, my listeners know you got it, I'm sure they'll they'll do yeah. it. Because yeah, there's certain definitely. check cords I like, and I'm sure once we get the brand of them, you guys can buy them just like any other place can buy. Them. And the other you thing, know? Ron, you need to do is you know, talk to your daughter or whoever does your graphics. I want a logo. And um, I for, think when you send for, your bird hunting po- podcast or whatever. Okay, the podcast. Okay. Yeah. The so hunting dog podcast. If you mm-hmm. can get us a good file logo and let's get yeah. a, a T-shirt designed. And whenever your listeners call and you're referring them to us, we'll, we'll if they spend 100 bucks or 200 bucks yeah. or whatever, whatever yeah. the free shirt is, we yeah. can have them where we give them one of your free shirts so that they get um, the hunting dog, you know, we'll, we'll find some limit. It's like, ain't going to call in at five bucks and be like, well, I got a t-shirt, no, no, no. t-shirt. I get a $20 t-shirt. And, and two of my daughters, the one's a graphic designer and the other one does my Instagram. They're working on some shirts designs. So yeah, we'll make that Perfect. happen. Yeah. We'll make that give, give us a file and we'll get everything ready for you. And so that whenever your customers come in here, that's just something we can do. Just we'll, we'll tell them, Hey, just tell them you want the, the Ron, the Ron shirt. You know the free the Ron, Ron shirt, and you the, can the, the tell your customers in that way. Yeah. It helps us too because we can track those and see, like, oh, we we send yeah. out fifteen or twenty Ron shirts, yeah. and it's a good way for us to look at things. So, all right, awesome. we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Well, Ron, Sounds it was good. good chatting with you guys. So, the Bird Institute 
Jason, where is the that up, on our website? Upland Institute. The Upland Upland, Dog Supplies. Upland Institute. And you don't have and to where, go to Where's that website at? Uh, that's on your website. And <laughs> there's a link on your website. No, no. Where's... We get a code, but your website, uh, the UplandInstitute.com, or what? What is? Yeah, where do they access the information? UplandInstitute.com. You can you can go there and sign up for extra content. You can sign sign up to you can just watch the commercials. Uh, You can write us. There's a contact page. I can answer questions. People can call me. I want to. I got an idea, Ron. What's that? Yep. Let's do the W. So here's what we'll do, Ron. Everybody that you send that buys one from us, will get a, a free t-shirt with that. All with right. that Upland Institute. We'll do it. We'll give you a W shirt until you get your other one, but we'll, we'll, we'll just throw, that'll be one of the things that we ship them, Jason. Let's have that okay. included so that when they buy that, they get a, 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 a shirt and a sticker from Ron and we'll get that set up. All right. Sounds good. And if we so, don't have one from Ron, you'll get one from W because we'll just <laughs> you'll get, get one of ours. You're gonna get something. <laughs> you'll get something. You're gonna have a shirt. So we don't all right, care. guys. We'll wrap right. this one up. All right, we'll see ya.